This is the Pod Damn Idiots Podcast, episode number 46. It's the guys that put fun and dysfunctional. This is the Pod Damn Idiots Podcast. Space is the final frontier. Then this is just the pit stop at the rest area that is near. It's the Pod Damn Minutes Podcast. It's the Pod Damn Minutes Podcast. It's the Pod Damn Minutes Podcast. It's the Pod Damn Minutes Podcast in your ear. From the Henplex Studios in Battle Creek, Michigan, the serial capital of the world, this is the Poddam Idiots Podcast. You weren't sure what to do since there's only two of us. Yeah, literally it's like, that's where we're at. One location, one city, multiple serials. This is the Pod Media's podcast. Well, welcome everyone to the show. There is just the two of us. And we're together, together again. So uh, I am Jay Hizzle, and to my left, on the screen and in real life, it's Rick Spade. Hey, and get this. So Rick has his the the good old headphones he was tied was wear on. He's got his Golden Knights hat. He's got a sweet X Men shirt. He's already in pump for tonight. I am. I'm very excited to be here for the first time since I think October. I know it's it's been it's been such a long time, and um yeah. But the Jazz since we're doing we're we're actually recording on a Thursday, which isn't normal for us. And we'll go into why in a minute, but um, the so Jazz is actually commentating on a race, I believe, an I race. So, and then poor Texas, he's having a better week. He told us, but he is just all tuckered out and he is sleeping. He's like, I can't do this. I'm so tired. I can't see my forehead. Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't see his forehead or the back of his head or anything like that. It's pretty crazy. But you know what? Rick Spade and I are like, we got this. We got this. So we're going to see if the two of us can entertain you or make you be like, oh, my gosh, why am I listening to this for you, the whole episode? And if that's the case, you can send your hate mail to the Podcast at Outlook.com or you can uh, send us a tweet at PoddamnIdiotsP1. Yep. Or Texas. <laughs> Just tell them how upset you are. Why weren't you here, you stupid son of a bitch? Uh, but, um... But yeah, so we, Rick Spade and I are actually going on a pod damn road trip. Pod damn road trip. Because we had a trip planned actually with um, Texas and Jazz, but it got canceled because um, Jazz, his daughter, is having some important surgery. So we wish her the best with that. I'm sure it'll go great. Yeah. But, you know, Rick Spade just got a new job. He was able to get, you know, a three day weekend. 
and we got to go celebrate. And I haven't traveled like I normally do either. And so we're like, all right, we got to take a road trip. And we got to go somewhere where, you know, Rick hasn't been before. Because what, you've been to obviously Michigan, Indiana, Ohio, Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota? Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. So, and then all there's things are starting to open up, and I have a hockey addiction that I haven't been able to, you know, do for, it's been over a year since I've been to a hockey game. And I'm like, well, where could we go where we could see new things, see hockey? Um, Rick wanted to go to a casino, so where can we go do some gambling, you know, maybe see some people? And so all of a sudden I found a little town in West Virginia called Wheeling, and it looks kind of cool. And they have a minor league hockey team, and there were some tickets available to that game. So I'm like, all right, we'll drive down there because Rick hasn't been to West Virginia. I have never been to Wheeling. And then I looked, and I'm like, all right, casinos. And there was one in Wheeling, and then there's one up a ways, and I wanted to stay by the casino, not have to. That way, you know, if we drink or something, we can go back to our hotel room and not drive. And so I found a cool casino we can go to after. And then the city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And, Rick, you, you've liked, like, the Steelers and stuff, haven't you? Yep. Um, Steelers is one of my top three teams. Obviously, it goes Chiefs, Steelers, Lions. Exactly. So, it it's, it's actually is, like, I'm not a huge Penguins fan, although I will say their hockey base is awesome, and I enjoy their games. I'm just not a Crosby fan. But, um, man, the uh, city of Pittsburgh is awesome. So, when I saw that, I'm like, well, we can go up to Pittsburgh, and maybe I can get Penguin tickets. And I got lucky because they were releasing them on Ticketmaster like the next day or something. So there I was at 10 a.m., refresh, refresh, trying to get in. Finally, I get in. Every time I get tickets, it would say, someone beat you to them. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to get tickets. Finally, I got them. I was like, oh, yeah. It was an accomplishment. And so, and my cousin lives in Pittsburgh, so we should get to see her if everything goes well. And we're just going to have a really fun time. You're really going to like the city. It's pretty awesome. Well, you know, it amazes me that you're able to refresh and get Penguins tickets yet when I tried to get a PS5. Oh, no. (laughs) Actually, I shouldn't even say refresh because what happened was I got right in, and then it told me I'm in a queue. It's like you're in the queue. There's people ahead of you. I'm like, I didn't know that was a thing. And then all of a sudden it's like, it's your turn. And I went in there, and I'm like, oh, I thought maybe I could, you know, I was looking at tickets. I'm like, I'll get these two. And then it's like, someone beat you to them. Oh, these two look good. Someone beat you to them. I'm like, okay, I just got to move on these apparently. I can't browse like I thought I could. And then finally I got them, and it's like, in your cart. Yes, thank goodness. Because they only have, like, they're better than Michigan. Red Wings have 750 tickets. That's the most the government will allow them to give. I think Pittsburgh has three or 4,000, so there'll be enough to make some noise. But I'm just so excited to just watch a hockey game in person and hear the, you know, the sticks and the pucks and maybe see a fight. And it's going to be nice. We're going to be able to stretch out apparently because there won't be anyone by us. And, and so, of course, I'm going to be that guy who wears his Golden Knights stuff to a Penguins game. So, yes. <laughs> Funny thing, because, um, you know, my, my friend Angela, who she was on the show a while back, and she's a huge Penguins fan. And, I, you know, she's like, ah, I want to go, but she's in Minnesota. And I told her, and she's like, well, you guys better wear Penguins stuff. And I'm like, well, actually, Rick's going to be wearing, he's going to be that guy. He's going to be wearing Vegas Golden Knights. And I mean all decked out. And she's like, well, why would he do that? It better be a flurry jersey. I'm like, no, no. Rick doesn't buy other people's jerseys. He has his own, own jersey <laughs> customized. She's like, well, why is he like Vegas? I'm like, he's Rick Spade. He, he loves poker, and he loves the city of Las Vegas, which he'll get to eventually, and he fell in love with Vegas. A good team to fall in love with because they're good, and I, I like Vegas too. So, 
But we'll be seeing the Penguins play the Devils, so they should be able to win. But the Devils sometimes will surprise you with their good goaltending and defense, so it'll be interesting. But anyway, so in three days, we're probably going to drive, well, I mean, not quite a 1,000 miles, but well, maybe. So we'll get a lot of driving. We're going to go explore places, find some cool shops to go to, and get some good food. My cheat day Saturday, so expect me to eat a lot probably that day and then get sick. No, I'm just half kidding. <laughs> I'll be responsible still. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it'll be a good time. So that is why there's just two of us doing the show on a unusual day recording-wise. But, all right, Rick, how's your week? Oh, my week has been fantastic. So for those of you who have been keeping up with my life, uh, truck is paid off. House is paid off. I paid any debts that I owe to people, including somebody for the trip that we're going on tomorrow. Uh, let's see here. What else have I done? Oh, yeah. I bought a car. So, And that's paid off. Yeah. Paid it with cash. Cha-ching. Got full coverage on it and everything. And, you know, it was really funny to me, too, because... Uh, Let's give a little backstory. I decided that when I was getting my stimulus, I was going to put that whole thing on a car because I figured I could find a used car for, you know, 4200 because, you know, I'm getting the stimulus for me and both kids. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about it, and I was driving on my way to, where was I going? I think I was going to go pick up Locke from school, and I just happened to pass by my sister my sister was in her car, and she just kind of, like, swerved like she was going to run into my truck, which probably isn't the smartest thing because she was in that little box. And uh, I said, I wonder if she'd be willing to sell that. Just popped in my head. So I texted her, and I was like, you willing to sell that thing? And she texted back, 2800 And I thought about it for a minute. I said, I can do that when I get my stimulus. And then I checked my bank account, and I said, Oh, I still have, like, a lot of money left from my uh, tax return. You know what? Screw it. I'll just get it now. So I went over there. She's like, you want to test drive it? I said, okay. (laughs) So I test drove it. I said, all right, I'll give you the money on Monday. So that was Sunday. I got it, the money Monday. I gave it to her. She gave me the title. Didn't you say um, someone, like, made sure it was all fixed up and stuff for you, too? Uh, Yep, my brother-in-law's... Part-time mechanic, like, okay. he, you know, like, he's been tinkering with stuff since I was two. Yep. Probably even, you know, even before that. So that's kind of been, like, his hobby and stuff. So he was always fixing up cars, and people would give him cars, you know, for fixing stuff, you know, when he was younger. And <laughs> nice. So he would fix up those cars and then resell them. And at one point, I swear he had, like, a used car lot just because <laughs> of how many cars he had from different places. Like, he had them hiding in, like, other people's yards and stuff, you know. And, uh... <clears throat> I think even when my mom lived uh, off Waddles Road, he had like three or four in the back, you know. So, um, but when he was telling me about the car, he's like, you know, this used to be one of those um, driver's training cars. Oh, okay. Is there another break in there? Uh, nope. <laughs> That's no, probably a good thing. No, it's one. It was one of those cars that was uh, just like. Um, it wasn't like the school driver's training. It was more like the easy way driver's training. Okay. You know, like one of those schools. Um, but he's like, so you know all those miles came from, you know, the school just teaching people how to drive on the road. And he's like, I put new brakes on it, put new wheel bearings on it, gave it an oil nice. change. I put new tires on it. 
It looks nice. Like, much more. They gave you a good deal on it, I feel. Well, yeah. I mean, he probably could have gotten more for that if he was giving it to somebody that wasn't family, but, you know. I would think so. But, yeah, no, I really like the car. Um, I got full coverage on it the same day. I took it to Kalamazoo just to kind of give it a test run to see how it works. So, like, now each day you're going to have to figure out, what do I want to drive today? I could, but I've kind of decided that my truck's going to be more used for winter and when I want to haul stuff. Okay. And then that car's going to be kind of like my everyday driver. Okay. Because I put 25 bucks in it, and it was on E. Mm-hmm. And it filled the tank. And That'll it, be your everyday driver, but you'll still drive the truck at least every now and then to make sure it still, you know, runs right. and all that. And plus it has a manual, so that's probably fun still. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy my truck. Yep. And obviously I want to, I'm supposed to be working on trying to build a studio downstairs with what money I have left over. And it's not going to cost me very much. Maybe two, $300, you know, to get the materials yep. and stuff. So I'm going to need something to haul that with. And, you know, nice. obviously I still need my truck to pull furniture and whatever else I decide to do. So I bet though hauling like the kids around is going to be so much nicer. Oh, be- <laughs> oh, believe me. I, uh, having laying in the front seat, you know what I mean? And knowing mm-hmm. that I had all that room in the back. The only thing that sucks about those kind of cars is it's got a really small trunk. So I mean a really small trunk. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll show uh-huh. you after the show. Like if you saw that, you'd be like, that's really a trunk. Yeah, that's really a trunk. Like, I had to put my dog food sideways mm-hmm. in there to get the dog food in there, you know, so. If you put a seat down, I guess you'd have some room. Well, yeah, but, you could do that. I yep. mean, the seats do go down, but, you know, if you got one of the kids in the yep. back seat, it, it makes it a little more difficult. Yeah. But, yeah. I look um, forward to seeing it after the show. But, yeah. Um, other than that, work's been going good. Um, and uh, I got to go to the gym for a couple of days with Elena. Woo! Finally got into it. First time since October. Did it feel good to be back? It did. I think I'm more proud of getting Elena more involved into it. Is she, is she having fun? Oh, yeah. Like, she like she gets really excited. Like, when we first got there, she would ask me how to do certain machines. And then her second day, she was like, I'm going to get on the treadmill. Okay, I'm going to go get dressed. And then um, she likes doing the ropes that I do because I like doing the... Um, Pull down rope, and then I like doing like the battle rope where you go. Yeah, those are hard. Yeah, I I usually do it for like a minute, but um, it's pretty exciting because I'll sit there and I'll be talking to her, and she'll be like, "I'll be like, what'd you do?" She's like, "Well, I did the treadmill, and I just did the ropey rope." (laughs) Nice. I like that she calls it the ropey rope. So good for her. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, I think with her grades. Um, she's not going to be able to play her last two games of basketball, which sucks, but you know, at least if she stays in the gym and keeps on being active, you know, yep. she'll stay healthy and well, that's good. More kids need to do stuff like that, whether it's a gym or running outside or something. So yeah. I'm glad that she's getting out and getting fit. That's great. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, her favorite thing though, isn't even uh workout related. She likes the hydro bed that they have at planet fitness. <laughs> she was like, can we do the hydro bed? I was like, okay. So then, you know, because I have the black card, they'll let you both go at the same time. Oh, yeah, because my dad has a black card too, actually. So. Because he might try to get me to the gym at some time. So, that's real nice. So we'll, we'll go in there and we'll do the seven-minute hydro bed and she'll have the, you know, the jets hit her from her feet to her head and go back down. And So, yeah. It's been good stuff. Mm-hmm. I've been enjoying it and I'm excited for our trip coming up and, uh, I blocked off what money I can spend at the casino. And I <laughs> oh, good. So you're you're budgeting. 
Well, I mean, I have I have money, so it's not like I couldn't spend more than I plan, but I'm trying not to. If I'm gonna spend money, I'd rather spend money at stores. I like stores. Yeah. Stores are good. I think there'll be some cool stores we find on the way, I'm sure. I know Pittsburgh must have some good stuff. Oh, believe me. I've been, I've, I've been <clears throat> researching some stuff. There's, like, an anime store called Kawaii Gifts. There's a collectible store that sells, like, vintage toys. Um, I'm sure there's some malls that would have some cool stuff. Malls. I remember malls. <laughs> so, Awesome. I'm still a teenager at heart sometimes. I like going shopping at the malls. Like, I took Elena shopping with her birthday money that she got back in January. Oh, when nice. I got, when I got the car, you know, so. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll see what's out there. I'll, I'm a sucker for a good deal. Me too. Me too. But, yeah, that's it for me. So, uh, what's going on in the news world? Um. Oh. I have a text message. Let's see, news, well, um, personal news for me, just a normal busy week with lots of um, boxing and working out. And my weight challenge, I am only two pounds away, I think, from my goal. So that's exciting. Awesome. With 10 days to go. Ah, but I've been, I've been boxing with a, a real boxer from Cuba, so it's, it's, it's fun. He, he doesn't speak much English, but he's really good at training and... Oh, man, boxing just beats me down in a good way, though. <laughs> so that's been fun. Work's been going good. Um, our office manager was on vacation this week, so I got to run the office. But my, my dad has recovered from COVID and was back this week, so it was nice to see him. The weather was getting nice out, which was exciting. There's been a few cold days, but spring is coming. Oh, I'm excited about that, too. It was fucking cold out on the way here, I'll tell you right now. And windy, yeah. But we've had some nice days, too, this week, so Corvette uh, weather's around the corner here, probably within a month. We got a message from Texas. He uh-huh. said, have a safe trip. Try not to catch any diseases in Pittsburgh." Oh, yeah, he Texas is not a fan of Pittsburgh. So even though he's never been there, like, once you go there, you're going to be like, even if you didn't like their sports teams, it's a really cool city. So... Well, let's take a look at some news, like you said. News. Yep. So this one's kind of interesting. This is a, a NASCAR-related news. But um, NASCAR officials plan to use trained dogs to detect COVID-19 among essential personnel for Sunday's Cup Series race at Atlanta Motor Speedway. <laughs> I know I heard this one being used at basketball games at one point, too. The procedure will be deployed on a trial basis as a potential first line of at-track defense designed to limit the spread of coronavirus. NASCAR said teams were notified of the plan Tuesday. We think that these dogs and this capability is going to allow us to rapidly confirm that all those people entering the essential footprint on Sunday, that's race teams, NASCAR officials, that's the vendors that work inside the garage, all the folks are COVID-free or not. (laughs) So... The ability to do that has kind of been the math problem that we have continuously tried to solve since March of last year. So that's what they think. Um, they have 360 canine group, which has trained, I guess they have a training facility in Alabama and Florida, and they've been training these dogs. So two teams of dogs will screen essential personnel, determining in less than 30 seconds whether the individual has been exposed to COVID-19. Huh. So I wonder, so after an alert, individual in question will be isolated and subject to secondary screening. 
So and then they'll determine their status for Sunday's event. Okay, so it's not like the dog goes off and you're done. You at least get a chance to get a, a test. So the K9 unit won't be used to screen Cup Series drivers or the limited number of fans in attendance. Okay. And, yeah, it's talking about the, yeah, the Miami Heat. I think this story I had a while back was also using COVID-sniffing dogs. Yes. They are amazing, Bryant said of the trained dogs. This gives us essentially an ability to test that essential population on race day and know right away that those folks who have cleared this enhanced screening process with a very high degree of confidence are COVID-free. I would like to know how accurate these fucking dogs are. According to the 360 Canine Group, clinical studies have shown that the dogs can locate the presence of COVID-19 in humans at an accuracy rate of 98%. (laughs) So they're claiming the dogs are more accurate than the rapid test (laughs) and maybe the actual test. You mean this whole time, instead of getting something shoved up by, like, people's noses, they could just have a dog? <laughs> Gosh darn it. Doesn't that sound easier? It wasn't COVID. I got snossages in my pocket. <laughs> ah, that's crazy. I got pepperoni. Pepperoni. And I'll leave it to California. So California is actually finally letting theme parks prepare to reopen amid the COVID-19 pandemic. But these theme parks are being urged to take extra steps to curb the risks associated with the common roller coaster and the common roller coaster riding activity, which is screaming. Ah! So, yeah, California Attraction and Park Association, um, they're, <coughs> as they prepare to open theme parks in April, they're telling their theme parks they need to take extra steps to make sure guests aren't spreading COVID-19 by screaming on the roller coasters. How in the heck do they think they're going to be able to keep people from screaming on the roller coasters? Face covering usage and our modifications to seat loading passengers will be required on amusement park rides. I understand that. They'll probably, like, do every other one or something. Um, and to mitigate the effects of shouting. Additionally, on rides, guests generally face in one direction. Yeah, so I don't. But um, they call on parks some activities that involve singing and shouting. But there's no way, even if you tell people not to scream. First off, a lot of people naturally scream because they're, like, scared and they're going down a roller coaster. And you just want to scream, like, ah! But, um, that, that reminds me of a funny story. I remember I was on, uh, um, do you remember the Gravitron? The one that spins round and round and round? Yeah. That looked like a spaceship. Yeah. I've never done it because I thought I get sick. Really? I yeah. I get sick easy. Okay. Well, they had one similar to that, but it was, um, it was, um, outdoors and it was just like, um, like a metal circle all the way around, and then you had, like, the little slats, and then it just had a chain that went around. Hmm. But I remember I was on it, and I was on it with, um, I think I was on it with Elena. And I remember there was this guy, and he was like, oh, God, oh, it hurts. Oh, it's in my ass, bro. And that's all I remember. <laughs> and then he passed the fuck out. Wow. At least he passed out, so he didn't have to feel it anymore. I've also seen people throw up, so I guess, you know, I could see it happening. Yeah. That's why I don't do that particular ride. Oh, a little Guinness World Record. This one's kind of not necessarily a record, but an ex- exhibit in Dallas. They're open, so they do stuff there. Um, it looks into the science behind some of the most famous Guinness World Records and invites visitors to attempt to set records of their own. That's kind of cool. So we can tell Texas he can go break a record. I don't know what it'll be, but... But they have some record-breaking items and interactive displays explaining the science of records, including the world's longest mustache and world's largest game of Pac-Man. Ooh. Multiple opportunities for guests to set their own records 
in themed areas, science of focus, science of endurance, and science of reaction. And the records that can be set include the most punches delivered in a minute. Oh, man. I wonder if they're jab crosses or hooks or what kind of punches. No, they're just, you know, rapid, <laughs> rapid punches. <laughs> I don't I, I'm sure some really athletic person will be able to break it. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, can I fart over there? World smelliest fart? I bet you I could get that one if I tried. I don't know. B-Slow's pretty talented. So guests can learn about how their bodies react, focus, and endure, and how that knowledge can help them become a record holder. Visitors can try their own hand at record-breaking through a variety of interactive challenges with a giant arcade. That's cool. The exhibit is expected to tour United States Museums once it leaves Dallas. Oh, it's a touring exhibit. Maybe I'll come to Michigan and we'll break some records and I'll be reading about us. I wonder how that would work. Like, what if you actually did break a record while you were there? You'd hold the record then. I mean, does that make it official then? I imagine. Most punches, you got to really use that core and get those. Man, that'd be that'd be a tough one, but it'd be fun to try. All right, this will be a fun one to try too. So a British man decided to attempt a Guinness World Record while in COVID-19 lockdown. He captured the title. Oh, man, this is one everyone wants, especially as a kid. For fastest time to drink a Capri Sun pouch. Which, this actually seems longer than I would have thought it would be. But I guess you really have to suck that straw. What do you think would be a fast time to take down a whole Capri Sun? Like three seconds? Yeah. you would. So this is the record, and I guess I've never tried it, but it's the record is 16.65 seconds. Bullshit. That's what it says. Um, unless no one else has tried this record, and it's a really low bar. I'm, I'm beating this record next week on the show. <laughs> Yeah, it says uh, a British man decided to attempt a Guinness World Record while in COVID-19, captured the title for fastest time to drink a Capri Sun pouch. 16.65 seconds. Um, he's, Declan <coughs> Evans, 20 of Lincoln, said he started to look for records to break while in lockdown. And the benchmark was 18 seconds. But it had yet to be officially attempted. So he performed several trial runs to master his technique and ended an official time of 16.65 seconds. It's a stupid record to hold, but that's the fun of Guinness World Records, he said. I think it'll definitely get beaten. I wouldn't say it was that fast. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think it is. I'm not saying three seconds because you still got to, like, you know, you can't, I imagine you have to suck it through the straw. You can't just, like, break it open and squeeze it, but. All right, next week on the show, episode 47, I'm going to bring a case of Capri Suns with me and I'm going to just keep sucking it down and we're going to have a timer. See if you can break the record? Yes, and then we will send it into the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> and then the Pod Damn Idiots will be record holders. Yep. Oh, eight-year-old uses hands and feet to break the Rubik's Cube world record. And feet? Yeah, an eight-year-old Rubik's Cube enthusiast in India broke a Guinness World Record by solving three puzzles at once, one in each hand and one with his feet. A minute and 29.97 seconds. Wow. That's got to be tough to solve it with your feet. I could barely solve it with my penis. And that took, what, five minutes? I don't know. <laughs> but I can't solve it, period, because I don't know the trick. I just remember my dick hurts. Anyways. Yeah, we decided to pursue the record after the Royal Cube Association announced it was removing the category of cube solving with the feet from official status. Why? Why would they do that? 
I was doing quite well in feet and ranked sixth in the country when the event was pulled off the official status. I was upset with the decision. Then I decided to make a mark in the feet solve event. The boy said he hopes to eventually break his own record by finishing a time under a minute. Man, I just hate when they take the foot game out of the Rubik's Cube record books. I tell ya. Yep, because those times I tried to solve a Rubik's Cube with my feet, man. That just it takes all the fun out of it. Ah. Especially when you have to look down and try to remember which fucking color you're trying to turn. That's true. It's rough. Well, yeah, it's got corners. And then, last but not least, oh, there was a home invasion. Now, Ohio police officer responded to a resident home invasion to remove a raccoon. Oh, boy. <clears throat> the raccoon invaded the home. He was found sleeping in the <clears throat> dishwasher after it broke in through a bathroom a light? Oh, wow. So it broke in through the bathroom light and ransacked the kitchen. <laughs> I get it. So they probably came home and like the kitchen was a mess and they thought there was a break in and then they found a raccoon in the dishwasher eating an apple, it looks like. How the fuck's it get in the dishwasher? I have no idea. The masked band had broken into the home, trashed the kitchen, and took a well deserved nap in the home's dishwasher where it was found by a resident. <laughs> now, now, the question is was it open? Did he open it? Did it close on him when they found him? I don't know. It must have been open. They took a picture of the raccoon. He got pretty close. Um, Patrolman John Mezzo, nicknamed the department's absurd animal call officer, after previous encounters with a kangaroo and a cow, responded to the home to remove the invading raccoon. Wow. <laughs> yeah, absurd animal calls is right. A kangaroo and a cow? <laughs> Where is this actually at? This is Ohio. <laughs> what is a kangaroo doing in Ohio? How the fuck do you get a kangaroo in Ohio except for the zoo? <laughs> Did he escape the zoo and it was like, oh, gee, we got to go catch the kangaroo. People have, like, personal kangaroos. Is this like the Neverland Ranch where you got the fucking giraffe? I'm going to see if I can find kangaroo on the loose in Ohio. Hold up. Uh, let's see here. Escape kangaroo discover bouncing along Ohio Road. <laughs> this was in 2015. <laughs> Please tell me you came from the zoo. Stray animals are a common occurrence in any city, and police often find themselves responding to a call about a dog or a cat. But on November 26th, North Ridgeville police officers got quite the surprise when they received the call about a loose kangaroo. <laughs> a motorist reported seeing the animal doing whatever kangaroos do as it bounced <laughs> along the road. Whatever kangaroos <laughs> that's, do. That's what he said. <laughs> Can you imagine? Whatever kangaroos do. Um, I don't know what kangaroos do. They hop or they bounce or they just walk. This is dispatch. We have a kangaroo on the loose. And there's a picture of yeah, the officer with the, like a light shine on the kangaroo. Wow. Can, can, can you describe the kangaroo? It's a fucking kangaroo. What else do you need to describe? It's got a pouch. It's got ears. It's a kangaroo. In case anyone's wondering, a Joey's a baby kangaroo. You know, this is like the fourth time you brought that up on this podcast. Yeah, I just, people sometimes don't know these things. Well, thank you for reiterating for the fourth time on this podcast that Joey's are baby kangaroos. But, yeah, he, he escaped, the, but they did find who it belonged to, so they, that that part's good. So it wasn't a zoo, it was just like a random person that yeah, owned a kangaroo? Yeah, person owned a kangaroo. Well, fuck me. I guess if you can own a tiger, <clears throat> you can own a kangaroo. It was a three-year-old kangaroo, apparently, who was just quietly standing with police waiting to be picked up. He's very scared, still upset, is what the owner said. When kangaroos get scared, they sweat a lot from their arms. They sweat so much they actually get dehydrated. His name's Foster. Foster's still upset about his little adventure. Very upset. So 
The foster almost went to a foster home. Yeah, he was young, too young to have been separated from his mother. We bottle fed him. I carried him around in a pouch. <laughs> the story just gets more absurd. <laughs> so literally, this lady was raising this kangaroo and just would carry him around in like a big fanny pack. He was potty trained, lived inside the house for more than a year. He's a sweet guy, very lovable. What the fuck do you potty train a kangaroo? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting more confused by the second. Wow. We built a habitat for him in the barn with heat, so he feels at home. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. That's crazy. They have, I guess, goats and horses and all kinds of stuff there. Well, those are normal things, not a <laughs> fucking kangaroo. Uh, and then the officers came over with their families to see the animals there, so we're glad he knew to call us as soon as they recognized Foster. I just... 911, what's your emergency? There's a kangaroo. Well, what's it doing? It's just doing what kangaroos do. What do kangaroos hop, do? You know hop, what kangaroos do. Hop. All right, and that is the news. I think it's time we go to the game of the week. Game of the week. All right, there's only two of us. Yeah, so it'll be a simple game, but we might as well play a few rounds of something, right? Right. So uh, the other day I decided to buy a new game. And uh, do you remember when we played the game Would You Rather? Yeah, because you. I, what happened was I'd be given two choices, and then I would pick one, and I'd explain why and get weird looks. Well, we're going to do something similar to that, but we're going to do Who'd You Rather? Oh. So here's how it's going to work. I have two cards. One of them is a scenario card. The other one has two choices on it. I'm going to ask you the scenario. And then and do I get to do the same to you? Uh, We can do it that way, or we can both decide who, when we do out of these questions. Oh, oh, you're saying we'll both come up with an answer. Yeah. Okay. So we'll set them right here. Oh, yeah, we can take turns. All right, do you want to go first, or do you want me to read it first? Uh, Go ahead, you can go first. All right. What's our scenario? <clears throat> who? Who would you rather be alone in a jail cell with? <laughs> Chef Gordon Ramsay or Prince Harry? <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think Prince Henry would be a little more nicer. Prince Harry. Whatever. Sorry. But, uh, you know, I like the way that Chef Gordon Ramsay is an asshole to everybody. And I just learned a lot about him and his life story uh, the other day. Really? Yeah, like they did a whole thing on him where he was talking about his father left when he was younger and he used to like um, be really rough with his mom. And then like he seen him years later after he became a culinary uh, school student and he ended up giving him money for a flat. And then he was like, I'm going to be alone for Christmas. But then he just left him where he was. He was like, I did enough for him. And, you know, he bought house for his mom and everything. It was a really good story. Nice. But, yeah, I, I think I'd have to go with Chef Gordon Ramsay on this one. What about you? I also would go Chef Gordon Ramsay. Here's my thought. So, obviously, you know, in prison, everyone has different jobs. He's going to be working in the kitchen, and he's going to make amazing food. Everyone's going to like him, and he's going to have power over people because maybe he can sneak different foods depending on, you know, what he gets. And so he's going to be one of the leaders, I feel, in prison, and we're going to become really good friends, which I'm going to then be like his sub leader. And so that way I'm on, you know, I'm up on the high, high up in the power rankings in, in jail. Can you just imagine him critiquing the jail cell food? Who the fuck ordered this slop? 
It looks like somebody shit on a brick. That's what I mean. He's going to figure out ways because he'll be in the kitchen making it to make it better. And, like, he, people are going to love him. But if you make him mad, he's giving you crap. So it's just – and then, obviously, we're best friends. I'm going to be on the untouchable list, too. And I'm sure I'll find a, a business angle to get some power myself. But we're just going to – we're going to run the prison pretty much. <laughs> yep. That's, that's fair. All right. Jizzle. Who would you rather rob a bank with? Ooh. Ryan Seacrest or Conan O'Brien? Oh, yeah. We're definitely robbing it with Conan. <laughs> I think Conan would make it entertaining. Oh, I love Conan. Um, first off, Conan's actually a really smart guy. But we're going to have so much fun robbing the bank. It's going to be hilarious. We're going to have the hostages rolling with laughter on the ground. They're going to be like, one of the best experiences of my life was being robbed at a bank. Like, the people robbing us were so funny and humorous. And they were so great when they took our stuff. (laughs) You know what the best part about the robbery would be? The getaway in the car when you got the music blaring and he starts doing that thing with his head and his fucking hair (laughs) starts going like this. (laughs) He's going to have to wear a mask, otherwise they're going to recognize him. Yeah, that's not an unrecognizable voice. You're going to need a voice modulator, too. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have to go with Conan on that one. Yep. <laughs> now that sounds fun. Huh. I got a blank card. I'm, I'm not going to make anything up, so I'm going to read. That's, uh, those are all blank cards. Oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> Would you rather give a sponge bath to Oh boy, Chris Hemsworth or Liam Hemsworth? Which one's Liam Hemsworth? I think that's his younger brother. I'm gonna have to look. I'm gonna have to look that up. I mean, I I prefer not to give sponge baths to guys, but maybe there's money involved. This one's Liam. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, he's in. I've seen him in uh, movies, obviously. I don't even think I realize they're brothers, but now I look at them and it's like they're definitely brothers. I don't want to do either one, but I guess if I had to pick one, I guess I would have to go with Chris Hensworth because then I could just say it. I didn't sponge bath Chris Hensworth or a sponge bath Thor. And I didn't feel worthy. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Plus, I want to see if I can lift the hammer. You know, <laughs> you know, he has the he's Thor, and he has the the hammer thing. Yeah, but as soon as Texas hears this, he's gonna think you're talking about his penis. So, good job. I, I hope I can lift his hammer. Yeah, that that I forget that you guys take things like a, in bad ways. We did, and that was the first thing that I came up with. So, yeah. Dang it. Uh, I'm talking about the actual, like, Thor hammer, but obviously Tad Texas will take it wrong. Jazz might. Jazz is more on my level, though. You know, I think that's what he would probably call it, too. <laughs> Can you lift Thor's hammer? Let me see if you're worthy. Well, then in that case, <laughs> no. I'm not worthy. <sighs> How did I get the same card you got? I don't know. What'd you get? A blank one? No, who'd you rather give a sponge bath to? Did I put it back? No. Oh. Do another one. Technical difficulties here. 
Okay. Who'd you rather have run your business? Chance the Rapper or Drake? Mm, I feel like Drake's probably a better businessman. Well, here, let's see here. So he's called Chance the Rapper? Yeah. He's the one that did that Kit Kat commercial. Well, Chance the Rapper has a net worth of $25 million, where Drake has a net worth of $180 million. I'm picking Drake. I don't like that fucking song about the telephone, so I'm going to have to go with Chance the Rapper. All right, that's fair. I mean, my guy might be more successful running a business, but you never know. You never know. I guess not, your fame isn't necessarily tell how good you're at running a business. I don't wonder what business would even be. Ooh, what's this going to be? Oh, this is actually... Oh, man. Who would you rather have as your personal trainer? Chris Evans or Chris Pratt? And that's a good question. That's a tough question. Well, well, here's the thing. Chris Pratt is more of a, like, a goofy actor. I I know the answer, though. I know I'm going to go with... And it... Have you seen how Chris Evans has to transform himself for fucking Captain America? Yeah. Like, he's got to be an intense trainer. I got to go with Chris Evans. And I am going to deviate. I am going to go with Chris Pratt. And here's here's my thought process behind this. Not only is Chris Pratt in good shape, but he is married to a Schwarzenegger, which means that potentially, you know, we can invite Arnold over for some training as well. And then Arnold's going to be there and be like, you need to go faster. You need to do this training now. And then he'll, you know, be like, let's put more weight on it. Lift, lift. You can do this. You can do this, Jay Hazel. You got this. And next thing you know, Arnold's training both of us, and we're just both in amazing shape. And then he's going to be like, I'm here to pump you up. <laughs> and then and then when we're done, he's be like, we got to go to dinner now. Get to the chopper. And then we'll <laughs> fly out. And, oh, man, that'd be so cool. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> All right. Who would you rather stalk? Oh. Tom Brady or Dave Grohl? Mm. Who's the other one? Dave Grohl. I don't, do I know who he is? You don't know who Dave Grohl is, really? How do you spell his last name? Oh, I see him. I can tell you his net worth. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder who has the most. Um, I don't know. Are, are you really stalking based on who has more money? No, I'm thinking who'd have like the most fun things. <sighs> like I'm not a Tom Brady fan, but I really like sports. So, I'm thinking. I'm thinking Tom Brady. But I really, uh, I don't know. They both could be fun to follow around because. But if I follow around Tom Brady, I'll get to go to all these different football games. All right, Tom Brady. Here's the thing. I'm going to pick Tom Brady, but not for the reason that you thought. I'd do it because I'd want to fuck with him. Like, I'd go to his house and start deflating his footballs. <laughs> You'd get, like, a universal remote when you change the channel. I'd, 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 I'd hide his Super Bowl rings. You're going to break into the house and hide the Super Bowl? Yes. 
Imagine he has quite one hell of a security system, but you could, like, dress up and pretend you work for the security system. We're just checking in and everything. Dress up like a pizza guy and throw a pizza on his car. I could do all these, like, weird things that I could fucking think that I could get away with just to see if I could get away with them. I'd moon his fucking camera. Yeah, you're going to piss him off. I'd call his house. (sighs) Tom Brady. I mean, I found that disturbing. I'm sure he would. (laughs) Wow. All right, let's do one more round each, and then we'll do some southern stuff. It should be very short, I imagine. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. No. Uh, Oh, we're doing it. Who would you rather have tie up and spank you? Gandhi or David Hasselhoff? Wow. (laughs) Wow. I was hoping for better choices. Like female choices? Yes. Ellen DeGemmers or Michelle Obama. Um, It's still better. At least they're females. It's not much better. Um, man, Gandhi doesn't believe in violence, though, so I don't think he could spank you. So that might be the way I'd go for Gandhi. Yeah. At the same time, it is the Hoff. I know. (laughs) You don't hassle the Hoff. At the same time, though, if you start singing in German, I'm probably going to want to shoot myself. Because that could be some slow, torturous hell. Maybe it doesn't say how long it is. Maybe it's just like one, like a birthday spanking. Like, that's, I don't know. That's 34. That shit will hurt. That's true. He's getting older, though. Maybe it doesn't hit as hard. <clears throat> I'm going to hope that Gandhi's a pacifist. I'm going to go with Gandhi. Well, I, <laughs> well, again, neither choice is I'd prefer none. But if I had to pick one, I at least might as well make the best of it. I've always wanted to meet David Hasselhoff. <laughs> so, can we have the Knight Rider theme song going? Hopefully, I get an autograph out of it, too. Mr. Hasselhoff, it's so nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you, too, Jay Hizzle. Now here, here's these ropes. What are you doing? Wow. Can I have your autograph, please? Can we get a picture? Not when I'm tied up. <laughs> oh man. Behind you with the paddle. <laughs> All right. All right. Last well, round. What do we got? Who'd you rather read you a bedtime story? Oh, okay. This is much more appropriate. Elvis in his twenties. Oh, okay. That'd be kinda cool. Or Kurt Cobain. Oh, wow. So you could be having drugs. or I am going to go with Elvis Presley. I, I think that'd be pretty cool to meet him. And he probably would read it pretty cool, too. Well, since that piggy left me, oh, I found a new place to dwell. 
is down at the end of Lonely Street in the Wolf Hotel. I feel so lonely, baby. I feel so lonely. I blew his house over and he died. Thank you. Thank you very much. See, and then if Kirk Cobain did it, you probably wouldn't even understand it. Like his, some of his songs. In the in the Humpty, fell the wall now, and he cracked him. In contagious, couldn't put him back together. In the stages, yeah. I like Weird Al's version. <laughs> Here's a record, ears are bleeding, but I don't know what I'm singing. We're so loud and incoherent. Boy, this ought to bug your parents. Yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Ah, <laughs> uh, yep. What about you? Which, which one are you thinking? Well, here's the thing. If you could understand Co- Kurt Cobain and he was on, like, one of those Coke binges, mm-hmm. it could be a really fucked up entertaining story. Yeah. Because he might just, like, go completely off of the actual bedtime story and start throwing in, like, um, goblins and gnomes and people are dying and and sex-fueled hookers and, you know what I mean? So that could be entertaining. At the same time, elves could sing to you. I know. That'd be be pretty cool. That's what makes it a tough choice. (laughs) But I like fucked up things, so I think I'd want to hear Kurt Cobain's fucked up drug-fueled stories. Okay, that's fair. And that was this week's Game of the Week. Woohoo! And now time for a little bit of Southern Charm. All right, well... Normally, this segment would be done by Jazz, but he's not here, and neither is Texas. So, I figured I'd just, you know, do something that I, I think Jazz would want me to do. Oh, boy. And, you know, Jazz, as I was talking about, was crazy Uncle Joe Biden. Um, oh, dear God. So, today I thought I'd read some some famous quotes by crazy Uncle Joe. <laughs> I figured he'd really appreciate this. Jazz, I'm sorry. Send your hate tweet or send your hate mail to <laughs> poddamnidiotspodcast at outlook.com. I had nothing to do with this. Joe Biden once said, In this world, emotion has become suspect. The accepted style is smooth, antiseptic, and passionless. I have no idea what that even means, but <laughs> he said it. <clears> hmm. <throat> He also said, the kids used to go in the pool and they used to rub on my legs, my hairy legs. Joe Biden also once said, Social Security is not the hard one to solve. Medicare, that is the gorilla in the room. You've got to put all of it on the table. Oh, yeah, gorillas, table. Why can't we just have Canadian health care? Ah, Canada, eh? Ooh, this is another one. You're looking at a middle-class guy. I am who I am. Joe Biden said that one, too. Well, if he wasn't who he was, who would he be? I have no idea. Oh, the jazz really likes this one. He relates to this, apparently. I don't know. When my first semester grades came out, 
My mom and dad told me I wouldn't be playing football. <laughs> These are some very interesting quotes. Joe also said, we are America, second to none, and we own the finish line. Don't forget it. Just do it, Nike. <laughs> what? I don't even know what this means. Joe also said, in the good old days when I was a senator, I was my own man. <laughs> Is he not his own man anymore? <laughs> I bet the Jazz actually agrees with that one. Kamala wears the pants in this family now. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> or is it Kamala, Camilla, Kamala, Kamala, Kamala Luca? I don't know what her fucking name is anymore. I think it's Kamala. Some people are like, oh, I don't know what her name is. Kamala, Kamala, Camelia, whatever. Anyways. Oh, and then the, the, the great Uncle Joe Biden said, the greatest gift is the ability to forget, to forget the bad things and focus on the good. Man, America needs to look at that quote right now because I swear some people can't forget anything bad. They just focus on it. They're like, or something bad, bad. Oh, yes, that's bad. Let's focus on it. Ah, oh, I'm so angry. Ah. Oh. And yet he decided to shut down the Keystone Pipeline. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, let's read one more. One more quote for you, Jazz, from your crazy Uncle Joe Biden. Crazy Uncle Joe said, My dad always said, Champ. The measure of a man is not how often he is knocked down, but how quickly he gets up. Oh, man, I don't know. Joe's getting pretty old. I'm not sure how quick he gets up anymore, but maybe he springs right back up. <laughs> uh, Who knows? I, I think he's been listening to too much Chumba Wumba. I get knocked down, but I get up again. Ain't ever going to keep me down. Let's talk a little bit about Crazy Joe right now. Let's talk about the stimulus. The stimulus has come out. So... We've had the third stimulus now in the range of $1,400 per person. That sounds nice. Um, I know they had talked about um, the fact that they might be doing the continued stimulus where they'll do a monthly payment. What do you think about that? Um, I don't think it's going to happen <laughs> is what I think. Um, I mean, everything's starting to open now. We're getting vaccinated now. Um, herd immunity is taking place. The numbers are going down. I think we're getting to the point where it's time to to follow in Texas and Florida's and Arizona's footsteps and start opening things back up. I'm not saying if you don't feel comfortable going 100%, but 50, 75%, let's start getting people doing stuff again. We're getting to the point, like, soon, and even in Michigan, people 16 or older next month will be able to get vaccinated, where at some point it's a choice that people have to make, and if they don't get vaccinated and they get sick and... I mean, it's kind of on them. I respect their decision, but we're we shouldn't be holding everyone back. So, I think it's time we start opening things back up and people can get back to work. And a lot of people are already getting back to work, but it's just not sustainable to keep spending this type of money all the time. Speaking of uh, opening up, did you see that the UFC is actually doing a full capacity event in Florida? Are they really? Yes. That's exciting. And then the WWE decided that they're going to do 25,000 people at Raymond James Stadium for WrestleMania both nights. Nice. So, that, I know that's only 35% capacity, but that's still 25,000 people. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I truthfully don't think it's these huge ones, like huge events that are causing the issue. I mean, especially, you know, if I don't know if they're checking temperatures or whatnot, but people are still wearing face masks and stuff when they go to these venues because they're required to. 
I still think that things are really getting spread around when you go to the grocery store on the weekends and everyone is like, there's it's so jam-packed. I mean, literally, I remember I went into Meyer on a Saturday and people were like hitting me as they walked by because the aisles were so packed. I learned you don't go on a Saturday, Sunday afternoon. Um, I'm, I, it's just crazy. I imagine you experience that when you work at grocery places and stuff. Weekends are crazy, aren't they? Um, weekends and once like you know, like one, two o'clock hits. Just in general, because you figure most more people are out of work, they're coming in, they're trying to get stuff yep. for dinner and all that. Um, I don't, I don't know, because you figure. I've been working in retail for the last, the entire pandemic. That's true. And I have yet to catch COVID. Knock on wood. Are <clears throat> to the best of your knowledge, unless you got it and you just had no symptoms, so you never. I don't know. I always wondered, did I get it and not know it? It's possible. Did we get it? Did we not get it? Do we have it now? Nobody fucking knows. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? But, it, you know, but that's the thing. Like, I'm around, I like, I deal with more people now than I did previously. Yep. You know, like, I probably deal with maybe 10 times more than what I did before. But, you know, you're still touching the surfaces that other people touched, you know. You still got to worry about people sneezing and coughing in the air because I've seen that while I'm working, you know. I will say, at least at Meyer, most people are pretty good at wearing masks still. So maybe in that particular grocery store, it's not as big of a deal. I don't know. But I'm sure there's places where they don't. And then, like, big parties where everyone's, like, drinking and not, you know, sharing drinks and going crazy. I'm sure that is a big spreader, too. <clears throat> but I don't think it's sporting events, especially if they're at 25 or 30% capacity and everyone's spread out. No, and I don't think so either. And, and even now, I still question, like, how with all these protocols and stuff, people are getting it. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, it just <laughs> spreads. It just happens. I mean, could you really ever stop, like, the common cold even? I, you just can't. But I feel like, and, and maybe it's not true. Maybe it's because all the people that, you know, have big health risks have been vaccinated now. But I've known quite a few people, including my family members, that have gotten COVID over the last month or two. And it's, they're like, it's barely anything. Right. <clears throat> and, and and some people it hits harder than others. Like, you know, um, I know people that have had trouble breathing or they've gotten really yep. sick or, you know, they've been drained of energy. I mean, it really, you know, it's a case-by-case case basis. You can't, you know, lump everybody into one thing. But I wonder if it's weakening a little bit. Because the people I've known that have had issues were back earlier. And the recent people I've known have had no issues. And I don't know if just because... Is they're younger now or they're healthier and the people that aren't as healthy have already been vaccinated or is, is it mutates over and over again? Is it starting to weaken a little bit? I don't know. Is it a different variant? I mean, there's so many different variables. We can't really, you know, pinpoint it to one thing. It's interesting. I was looking at, like, new cases. Yeah, new cases are, are they're starting to kind of plateau a little bit. They're not going down as much as now we'd like. But deaths are going down. So people are getting aren't dying like they used to either. In, in my opinion, and again, this is my opinion. I'm not a health, you know, um, professional. I can't, you know, sit there and diagnose things. But I honestly think that the herd immunity that we have gained over the last year of dealing with COVID mm-hmm. and being around people that might have been symptomatic or asymptomatic or, you know, I think that has built up at least a tolerance of some sort that has made it weakened. I would agree with that. So. I mean, I, I see it eventually it's going to be... Oh, I'm not feeling the greatest. I went to the doctor. I got COVID. I'll, I'll be in next week. I'm going to work the rest of the week from home. That's it. 
Right. You know, before <laughs> it was like, everybody needs to quarantine. Yep. You need to check back in two weeks. And then, like. It was like the end of the world at first, I remember. Right. And then, like, when I was taking people to go get their COVID tests, they were like, oh, yeah, they got COVID. They need to be, you know, quarantined for 10 days. Yeah, it's not even two weeks anymore. Just 10 days from when you get symptoms, even. Right. And then it's like, oh, well, you're a negative. Okay. Yeah. You know, so. It's interesting, but, um, so yeah, I don't see, we can't keep giving stimulus away all the time. So, um, no, I don't, the, I think it would hurt the economy in, in the long run because then taxes get raised. It'd be a mess. I understand we need to put some stimulus in the economy to get things going, but I think we're good now. Let's go. As long as the government does, you know, lets its grip go and lets things go how they're supposed to. Right. The and, gov- that's, and then that's going to be the big key because you figure you know, every state's doing their own thing. Unless, yep. you know, the president sits there and goes, all right, you need to open everything back up and not let the states, you know, have a grip on everything like, you know, Whitmer has with Michigan or I know, it'd be interesting California. To, or, oh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how, like, Texas and Florida and Arizona's economy compares to some of these other states. Right, because a lot of them are opened up completely. Yep. You know, they're not dealing with the same stuff that we're dealing with here in Michigan. You know? Everyone that goes down to Florida has told me it's like COVID doesn't exist. You just have to wear a mask. So, it'll be very interesting. But, uh, yeah, that's Southern Charm. For you, Jazz, for you. And now we go on to our top five. Five! All right, so our top five. Um, We have our top five fears. And we were lucky enough to get submissions from both the Jazz and Texas. I was very proud of them for sending in their fears. Yeah, because not a lot of people are going to admit to their oh. fears. I mean, very I, unique fears. Um, should we do ours first, or do you want to do theirs first? I think we should do theirs first. All right. What What, what did the jazz tell hmm. you he's afraid of? The jazz. Let me see if I can find the list on here. Has some very interesting fears. Some of them really surprised me. Actually, he faces his fears a lot. <clears throat> so his fifth fear. Uh, it's it's kind of a weird one. I don't fear this, but he fears small furry animals. Like hamsters? <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing hamsters, chinchillas, maybe ba- maybe kittens, chihuahuas. Not, so, not kittens. I'm I'm thinking maybe it has something to do with you know he's a he's a tall guy and they buy your feet and if they get your feet he goes timber and it hurts. It could be. I mean, elephants are scared mm. of little mice when they go by. So yeah, that's true. It possible. makes perfect sense. But small furry animals was his fifth. Huh. This one I don't understand it. Um, I don't know if he's ever been down to Disney or not, but his fourth greatest fear is Disney princesses. What? <laughs> I'd, that's an interesting one. I am actually attracted to some of the Disney princesses. Jasmine, give me a call. But um, or, or, hmm. or I'm hoping we're talking about the live yes. princesses <clears throat> and not the cartoon The ones. cartoons aren't real. But the live ones, like at Disney World, they are. Or the movie, even. Princess Jasmine. Yeah, that Jasmine was pretty hot. Whole new world, don't you dare close your eyes. But the Jazz would close his eyes because he is terrified of the Disney princesses. It's it's okay. Hold your breath. It gets oh. better. <laughs> yep. Or you pass out. Hold your breath. It gets better. And then this next one is interesting because so you know how Jazz eye races, right? And he faces his fear every night. He's no actually afraid of the other drivers on iRacing. What? He's petrified. I think it's because he's worried that they're going to take him out and make him look bad. And it's a fear that other people are going to see him spinning and crashing, especially on his live streams. And he just doesn't like to look like a fool. And he just it stresses him out so much. It's a fear. 
Um, I think that's why he has to practice and prepare so much, take deep breaths. And then he acts all tough on his stream. But inside, he's like, no, 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 hit me down. Oh, my gosh, it's the other car. It's the other car. They're going so fast. So, um, and then this this is the this is a weird one. You think that since he he dresses up as his fear that you know he won't be his fear, but his number two is tall people in kilts. What I know, it just it really scares him. Sometimes if you listen to some of his video, you watch, you'll hear him scream in terror. Ah, it makes perfect sense. It now. does. It actually has nothing to do with when he's like throwing something. It's just he looks and he sees another tall guy in a kilt, and he's like. And the guy's like the scorekeeper or something. He's standing in the same place. So every time he goes to throw, he sees it and he yells. So it it makes sense why he does that. So maybe it motivates him and he gets it a little further than he thought he would because, you know, he starts screaming. Yep. I get it. Okay. And then number one, he's this is a secret. Like he hides this fear really well. And but we're, And we're going to tell this on the podcast. Yeah, because after, I think it makes sense now, after, like, all the Southern Charms I've done and all the, uh, like, texts and messages I get from him, um, he actually, deep down, is deathly afraid of Republicans and people that don't like Crazy Uncle Joe. What? I know, deathly afraid. Like, his neighbor he had over, he actually really liked that neighbor. I don't remember what his name was, but, um, (laughs) was it Mike or something? I don't know. But, um, yeah, he, he hides it really well, but... Oh man, when there's Republicans around or people that don't like Crazy Uncle Joe, he he's uh, he gets scared. Like, oh my gosh, I I want to run, but he he acts tough, and then he acts like he he isn't afraid at all. But we know with that AOC poster that hangs up in his bedroom, that um, <laughs> that, that, that that one where she's going, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, but those are the jazzes fears and you know what jazz that was really manly of you to share those some of those are very interesting fears too i must say yeah so but, we're really proud of you yep we'll help you through those at some point <laughs> all right what would texas what kind of fears does he have oh man you would not believe some of these fears like like it didn't make sense until just now just now yes literally yes so believe it or not but his number five is cheese Oh man, that sucks. But but he's like specifically Swiss cheese because it has holes in it. Oh, holy cheese! And I and I, and I don't know what scares him about that. I don't know if he's not scared of like where the holes came from. <laughs> what to what to do with the holes? Right. Or or like like does that make it like not good because it has holes in it? But he's it's Swiss cheese. Yeah, Texas, you just eat it. You don't do anything else to it. It's okay. Just pretend the holes aren't there. If you have to, cut it into little pieces so it's not holy anymore. Yep. You'll be just fine. I'm not worthy of the holy cheese. Yes, you are. So, that's number five. Number four, and I can't believe this because, you know, he, um, his daughter does this all the time. He's scared of art. Oh. <laughs> so, I don't know how he handles that at his house because, like, she's painting his doors She's painting pictures. I think that's why he's crying all the time when we, he's in his house. No, no. Like, maybe that's why he was freaking out that she was cleaning up her mess the other day and was yeah. making a bunch of rapping noise. That makes sense. That, that really does. But, yeah, art. Texas, we, I, I see. Don't worry, Texas. It's going to be all right. We got you. Right here. Yep. Man. And then it's number three. I would have never guessed this in all my life. He has a fear of VCR tapes. Oh, VCR. <laughs> Man, 
Like, like I wonder like, if he used to get yelled at for not rewinding him, so that's why he has a fear when he sees it. You know, that would make perfect sense. Like, I don't know if it's, like, maybe the sound when it's in the VCR or it's, like, the tracking that you had to do in the VCR. But, man, you VCR see him. tapes. I just see him. A VHS, he's just hyperventilating. Get it away from me. No, no, no rewind, no rewind. Or if that strip came out and he had to sit there oh, and try to yeah. turn it. Like, like I could I could definitely see yep. why you'd be scared of that. Like, Or maybe that, it's because. That, that, that used to hurt my thumb having to change that. Remember when you'd play the tapes and the first thing that came up was the FBI warning? Oh, yeah. You know, that would scare me, too, because then yep. I'd be like, man, did I, like, do something wrong with this tape? I'm sure they still exist somewhere, but usually you just go right through it in the menu. But you couldn't. You had to look at it or fast forward. So Right. So, yeah, wow. That's an interesting fear. Yeah. And then it's number two. And, I mean, I can kind of understand this, but he's afraid of ducks. Ducks. Oh, that's why he gets so upset in the Bite Me segment when the ducks come on and go, whack, whack, whack. He looks terrified. I mean, I'd be scared, too. Like, I've had a duck chase me before because I threw some bread at it and it thought I had more. I didn't. Oh, yeah. They'll, you know. Especially, like, well, I guess they're basically ducks, swans and stuff, Canadian geese. Right. You got to be careful. Right. That's a legit fear. I understand. Texas, I get it. I get it. But, man, his number one fear, and I can't believe that he told me this, fields of corn. Oh, because he probably has seen, like... Children of the Corn. Yeah, and wasn't there... What was the one where the aliens come down and they make crop circles and stuff? Um, I think Mel Gibson's in it. Signs. Signs, yeah. I fucking hate that movie. Yeah, I bet Texas does, too. Oh, man. If he were to drive through Iowa, he'd be crying the whole way. You know, and, and, and I don't know if it's because he's scared of, like, the movies that had corn in them. I don't know if he's scared of corn on the cob on a stalk. Like, like he might even be scared of canned corn. I don't know, but it's, I don't know. But, but he said uh, fields of corn. Yeah. So it's 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 really crazy. I wonder if he likes this in the band corn or not. Maybe maybe, maybe he <laughs> likes them because it's spelled different. I yeah, don't know. he's like if it's with a K, I'm okay. But if it's a C, watch <laughs> out. Every time microwave has popcorn in it, he's like ah, pop 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 pop. It's a duck. Yep. All right. Well, they have some interesting fears. What about you, Jay Hizzle? Oh, man. All right. <laughs> I thought of, like, the things that stressed me out the most in life and made them my fear. So first, number five, this one's scary for me. But luckily, I don't get to do it often, so it's okay. Dating. Woo! I got to tell you, these days, dating is just crazy. That's a good social it's, anxiety. It, it is. I mean, especially... Like, these dating websites, you're trying to, like, basically sell yourself, which clearly I'm not good at. And then you talk to these people, and you don't, I mean, hopefully they're real people, but you hear all these stories and stuff, and then and then you wonder, and then you talk to them, and it's going good, and then you got to go meet for the first time. It just always seems awkward, because in normal life, you meet a girl, and you guys talk, and you start hanging out slowly, and do stuff, and develop feelings. In the dating world, clearly you have an agenda of, you, you either want to date the person, or you don't want to, so I feel like there's pressure, you go on that first date, and usually it's – I try to make it as normal and not awkward as possible, but I feel the anxiety and stress, so dating. Especially if you're afraid, like, you're going to lose a kidney or something. Yeah. I don't know if I worry about that or not, but I guess you never know. I mean, like, say we went to Pennsylvania, and there was, like, two cute girls there, and we're like, oh, hey, let's bring them up to the hotel room. Like, we might lose a kidney. Oh, because, like, they cut it out of us because yeah. they're really trying to get organs? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I guess if the girl's like looks really ripped or something, I gotta maybe say no. I don't know. <laughs> Cause 
are you around? It might be interesting. <laughs> see? So much to be worried about. Huh. My, let's see. I'm, I always worry about, like, money things, so I figure a fear would be messing up in life and somehow going completely broke. That, I, I've done that. <laughs> was it scary? It was. See? I realize that I'll be fine and I have a great support system, but still, like, a failure, like, I don't know, just... I was really like, what if I take a risk and then I mess up? I mean, I still end up taking the risk anyway, but that's a fear. That's definitely a legit fear that sometimes I have to overcome to take new, try new things in life and stuff. So, Like, like to me, the worst part was, like, if I knew a bill was going to come out and it was going to be shut up because I didn't have the money to pay for it, and I didn't want to ask somebody, hey, can I borrow 100 bucks so I can pay my water bill? And then I look like an asshole when I'm on, like, Facebook, and I go, well, water shut off, and then my mom's like, Why'd you get your water shut off? I didn't pay it. Why didn't you pay it? I didn't have the money. Why didn't you ask me? I was afraid to. You know, <laughs> it's just yeah. a vicious cycle. Yep. So yes, see that's 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 a fear. Um, number three, needles. I mean, like I can go do shots and blood tests and stuff, <laughs> but I'll tell you, when I'm going to the doctor and I know I'm going to get a blood shot, a blood shot, blood a blood shot. test or a shot. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Like, I remember getting off the exit, and I'm like, you know, I could just go right back onto the freeway. No one's forcing me to do this. But I go, and I get it, and it's usually not even that bad, but I just hate needles. Even watching movies and TV, when they, like, have to give someone a shot or something, I'll look away. I get that, ugh, that feeling. What happened was, as a little kid, I had asthma, but before they knew I had asthma, I had to take all these blood tests and all these shots for allergies they actually had like a tray they put like 10 shots in each arm to see what i was allergic to and i just i would cry every time i went to the doctor to this day when i go to the doctor my blood pressure skyrockets and i get anxiety i mean i handle it like i face my fears because my brain knows better i'm pretty good at that but i hate needles just saying um this one is my number two fear maybe it should even be number one but um, I always worry that I'm dying of cancer or some other crazy disease at an early age. Like, I realize as you get older, there's a good chance that could happen, but I'm always worried about getting it, like, now, like, you know, 30s, 40s, when I'm young and I still have too much I want to do in life. And I always think anytime I have a weird pain or something, that it's cancer. <laughs> like, I can't help it. You, I, I stubbed my toe. I got toe cancer. You know, if it ached long enough, like, you go look up. I had had this problem where I'm like, oh, this is weird or hurting. I'll just quickly go Google it see what it is. And it's like, is this, this, or this? Or in rare instances, it's cancer. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have cancer. And then I call my parents, and they act like I'm crazy. But my dad's, you know, done medical stuff, so he usually calms me down. So, so um, basically what you're saying is you're a hypochondriac. Yes, but the good news is my fear of going broke, which includes going to have to pay for all these health tests, it, wait, it it cancels it out, so I do not go to the doctor unless I'm really concerned about something <laughs> or my physical. <laughs> but <laughs> So at least my two fears <laughs> help, like, level them out. And then um, number one fear is probably being bitten or stung by a small poisonous animal and dying, like a scorpion. Like, I just getting stung and then, like, suffering and dying or, like, a venomous snake or something. It just sounds so terrifying. <laughs> I don't want that to happen. <laughs> or, like... The brown recruit spiders that some people have a deathly reaction to them. Especially if it happened in Michigan where we probably don't have, like, the antibodies or the antidotes. Down in Texas they might, but when Texas tells me about scorpions, it just sounds scary. I realize the ones that he gets stung by don't kill you, but oh, doesn't it sound awful? It does. So, 
But yeah, those are those are my fears. Pretty interesting. Those are some interesting. Fears. It really made me think when it's like, what are your fears? Because like, it's I don't have like you know some people have fears where they scream and cry and they run. I mean, my fears I can face and I can overcome. Well, I guess if I die, I can't necessarily overcome that. But I think I come to terms with it. But um, it's just those are some of the things that give me anxiety and that uh, I would consider a fear. So what about you? Oh man, um, this is gonna be hard to admit, but. Um, number five, I won't lie. I've been terrified of snakes. Like, 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 you know, like. I understand that. Like, it's not the fact that, you know, like I see a snake and I'm scared of it. Cause like I can go to the zoo and stuff and see a snake and be just fine. I've, I've petted one. I've had one in my Mm -hmm. hands, but it's like when you find one in a random place. Yeah. Like the story I told, you know, on the podcast where it was down in my basement and it was along the wall. That would like, freak like, me out, too. Or um, there was a little garter snake in my sock that my mom found, you know, that yep. she put in a plastic bag, and then she took it outside. Or um, I remember once me and one of my nephews was um, picking berries out at my old house because we had these, like, berry bushes and berry trees and stuff, and there just happened to be a snake along, or, like, coiled up right there by the tree. And we didn't notice it, and then, like, he freaked out and threw all the berries, and I went running. And then, you know, <laughs> I was mad because we lost all the berries, obviously. But, you know, so, you know, that fear of snakes, obviously. No, I understand that one. Um, Number four, I'm scared of the dark. Really? That's an interesting one. Yeah. Like, like I, like, when the power goes out, like, I can handle it for, you know, a little bit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But it's just like the pitch dark and not knowing like what's there, like what's in front of you, like that bothers me. So, I can see that. I'm weird. I actually like the dark, but probably because I burn so easy. I don't know. So like as a kid, I always had my TV on, or I'd be watching a movie or something, so I could fall asleep. Like even now, I have the TV on when I'm sleeping. You know. I do remember last year when the we had that power outage, at least over here for like three or four days. It was kind of weird. Like, I can handle it to a degree, but, like, I had a lantern that I would turn on, and then, like, when I was getting ready to crash, I'd turn it off, and I'd be okay, you know what I mean? But if I was just sitting in the dark for three, four hours, like, it would really start to bother me, especially if I started hearing, like, noises outside or, you know what I mean? But, like, these days, unless, like you said, the power goes out, like, in my room, for example, I got a light from an alarm clock. I got other things that have little lights on them, so I can always see things. But, yeah, when you lose power and it's pitch black, you don't see anything. Number three is going to be an interesting one. Oh. Like a real interesting one. And I got to tell you the backstory behind this. I have a fear, or I had a fear, of the Welch's uh, drink kids from the commercials. Oh, okay. I haven't seen those in a long time. You know, you remember what I'm talking about where they're like, oh, we had the thing from Concentrate. And then you just start. I had a dream one time. Where those kids, like, turned into, like, zombies and tried to attack me, like, vampire-type shit where they were, like, trying to attack you and bite you. And I was, like, maybe six, seven. So, for, like, seven years, I was scared of them motherfuckers. And, like, anytime the commercial would come on, I'd start to freak out. Like, I'd have to leave the room or I'd, like, start being, like, real loud. My mom like, what's going on? I'm like, the Welch's kids are on. Dreams will do freaky things like that, though. You, I bet if you still saw it, you'd have a little, like, oh, I remember how I used to feel. 
Like, it bothers me every now and then, but it's, you know what I mean? Like, I have weird dreams about s- stuff like that all the time. Like, yeah. But, yeah. Um, my number two, uh, thunderstorms. Hmm. Like, like, I don't mind, like, like, little thunderstorms, but it's, like, the really loud, like, crashing thunderstorms. Oh, man. I think a lightning bolt actually struck down over there one day. It was so loud. That's also in my cable box that I still need to do something with. It stopped working. That was like a year ago. Was it not a year ago? But I was, yeah, I need to figure out if I want to keep it or just get rid of it. You know, the messed up thing about uh, the thunderstorm thing, like I was kind of scared of it as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then I remember um, I got into a fight with one of my exes one time and it was downpouring rain. Like I left the car and she took off. And I know she's going to hear this story and probably yell at me for telling this. But then I ended up walking back to Meyer, was trying to find a phone, couldn't find a phone. I ended up walking to Michael's in the pouring rain. I was sad. I was crying. It was thundering. That scared me. So, you know, then I called my mom and had her come get me. And then there was the time I was driving home from, I think, Grand Ledge or Grand Rapids or something like that. And as I was driving, a lightning bolt struck to the side of me while I was driving and it completely blinded me. So that freaked me the fuck out. You're safe in a car though. Yeah. But it's the fact that it blinded me while I'm driving. Blinded by the light. And then there was the time where I'd watched, um, I watched a video on YouTube and there was a video of like a lightning bolt that hit the water. Mm -hmm. And then like the water, like, you know, shot up and was like cascading across, you know? And I remember I was, um, doing some floating down the river and it started downpouring and you could hear the thunder. And that was the first uh, thing I could think of. Cause it was like three days after I watched that. Yep. So I'm, I'm kind of strange. I actually really enjoy thunderstorms except for driving and really bad ones. I don't like that when you can't see crap. Right. I like that. Like that intimidates yep. me, but like if I'm in my house, you know, I'm fine. But if it's like really loud thunder, like that really bothers me. Like that gets my anxiety yep. up. Sometimes it's a really good storm. I'll actually turn everything off and open the window, the blinds, and just watch. Like, I like rain. I like watching lightning, but it's, yep. that, it's that loud thunder. I don't know about it. Yep. No, I mean, sometimes it, it'll shake the house sometimes. It's yeah. like, holy crap. Yeah, especially like my old house where I got windows, you know, that rattle. Mm-hmm. Like, as soon as you hear that thunder, you can feel it go vibrating the windows because it's wooden windows and everything. Yeah, my windows here are old. When it gets really windy, they actually make a noise and go brrrr. But the new roof first, then new windows as time goes on. Eventually. But, yeah, my number one, spiders. I fucking hate spiders. That makes sense. When I was a kid. I'm not a spider fan either. Well, when I was a kid, I remember I was sitting on my floor, and I was watching, I think, Looney Tunes. And my cousin was watching me at the time. And I remember looking up, and there was this big-ass fucking thing sitting on the wall, and I was pretty sure it was a spider. And then it, like, disappeared, and then it came back, and I remember my dad sprayed a whole can of fucking bug spray on it to drop it. But it looked like a fucking, like, tarantula or something, like, in my head. Like, that's how I remember it. So, like, spiders freak me the fuck out. Like, a little tiny spider, that's not a big deal, you know what I mean? But, like, I was at Petco the other day with Elena. Mm-hmm. And we were walking around, and we were looking at the lizards and the hamsters and stuff. And then we got over to the spiders, and there was, like, one that looked like a fucking tarantula. And I was like, nope. <laughs> that's a, that's an eight-legged fuck nope. That's interesting. Because I've held a tarantula before. And um, 
the tarantulas don't worry me as much because I know they're not poisonous. It's the little ones where I'm like, is that a po- is that a poisonous one? Am I gonna die if it bites me? Because you can't see them coming. Like I can handle like a daddy long legs oh, or something yeah. like that, but like I don't know, like any other spider, like that really bugs me, especially if like but I can actually like see more of it. They still piss me off when they're in my house. My rule is, I I don't see you, you live. Like, I can handle spider webs and stuff, too, like, even though they bother me, but, like, a fucking big-ass spider, nope. Ugh, yeah. Ugh. So, yeah, that's my top five. All right, I understand that. And, hey, we're going to get to hear Texas's voice because we know in his heart he's angry right now. I'm angry. And it's time to tell somebody to bite me! Bite me! Fight me! Fight me! Fight me! Fight me! And now it's time for. Fight me! Featuring Jay Hizzle! Frank Spade! And Guzzlebird! Yeah! Wait. Wait for it. <laughs> it's okay, Texas, when you're listening to this. I know it's a fear of yours. Hiding under the sheets now. He's like, no. Oh man, do do you want to go or do you want me to go first? You can go first. Well, I have something. Although I will tell you that Michigan State's playing right now, and they're playing UCLA, and they were doing really good and up by a lot, and now they're only up by three points, and that upsets me. But I can't really tell anyone to bite me because I'm just mad about that. But um, all right, this is a real problem, guys. Something that shouldn't be happening. It's a, probably a, considered a first-world issue. But I was waking up the other day, right? And when I wake up, I have a song that plays over my... Uh, I have one of those alarm clocks, but it's an Alexa alarm clock. So I, it actually replaced an alarm clock that I had for like 20 years, I swear. But um, So it's pretty cool because you just talk to Alexa. She talks back. She does things. You know, I told her to um, set my alarm to uh, like when the morning comes, but she got the song wrong, but it was... Actually, a really nice song to wake up to, so I haven't changed it. I'm like, this is great. So everything works out great. You know, the alarm goes off, and I'm like, Alexa, turn the alarm off. She turns it off. We get along great. The other day, the alarm goes off. I'm like, all right, listen to a little bit, and I'm like, all right, got to turn the alarm off. Alexa, turn the alarm off. And then she, like, gets quiet. The music gets quiet, and it comes back again. Alexa, turn the alarm off. Gets quiet, comes back again. Alexa, turn the alarm off. She refused to turn the alarm off. Just kept the music going and going. You know, I'm, I'm guessing the neighbors can't hear it, but still, I, I need some quiet time now that I'm awake. And so I physically have to roll over. Imagine, because I sleep in the middle of my bed. I had to roll over, and I'm not even awake yet. And I'm sore because from working out. And then I had to physically look at the screen. With, I didn't have glasses on yet. And I had to touch the dismiss button and slide it up to dismiss the alarm by hand. What the hell? 
I got an Alexa alarm clock, so I don't have to do that. So you know what? Alexa, you can bite me. <clears throat> and then, today, you know what happened. Rick was asking Siri a question, and Siri came up with some BS. We don't ask these computer questions to get BS. We ask for an answer. So, Siri, you can bite me, too. I am not happy with AI right now. This artificial intelligence got to get smarter. Oh, man. All right. Do you feel better now? I feel better. I feel better. (sighs) You know, I've been sitting all week trying to figure out something, anything for me to be mad about. And every time, I just couldn't think of anything until literally 30 seconds ago. (laughs) Did I piss you off or what? No. Oh. (laughs) Not yet. We'll see how I feel after we get back from Pittsburgh. Eh, eh. You know what upsets me? People that don't like mac and cheese. No, because I don't like mac and cheese. That means I hate myself. (laughs) What the heck? All right, I got something for next week. Go. (laughs) Fair, fair. When you're at the gym, and you're in the back, and you're getting dressed, and you see somebody come in, and you hear them go, and you're like, are you okay? And I thought maybe it was something I did because they heard my ring. I heard my ringtone go off right after they said that. Like maybe it freaked them out. And they're like, "Oh man, I think I'm gonna be sick." And then all of a sudden, you see them go into the bathroom, and you can hear them violently vomiting into the toilet. Dang, that's when you've worked out too hard, in my opinion. Well, this guy was wearing like a fucking like one of those weighted vests. Oh, I hear you can get good workout in those. I should get one of those. While, uh, while trying to, you know, do all these body workouts and the fact that he worked out so hard that he threw up, but I have to fucking hear it, you know? And I have to hear him go, <coughs> you know? Now I'm trying not to throw up, even though I had an easy workout and I, I wasn't working out healthy. so hard. You know, and we're in that era where we're worried about, you know, COVID. And I know, no kidding. And, and, and you're seeing this guy, you're hearing this guy throwing up in the bathroom. Like... Couldn't you have swallowed it or something or not said that you think you were going to throw up? Like, couldn't you have just went to the bathroom and did it instead of, like, thinking you were going to? Like, seriously, you can bite me. <laughs> um, I looked up, is it okay to work out until you throw up? And it says, you don't need to puke for a workout to be effective. Vomiting occasionally from a workout is okay. It's not fun, but there's nothing inherently wrong with it. However, there's no need to make it a habit when you work out. That just means you're not training intelligently and within your work capacity. So basically, don't throw up. Don't work out till you throw up. I hate throwing up, so you don't have to worry about that for me, I don't think. I'll probably pass out first. I, I made a joke. I said one of these days, because um, when I do my boxing at the gym, they pull me aside. Jai Marie pulls me aside at the very end after I'm already worn out. To do my um, stuff with him one-on-one. So my thought is one of these days either, because I go as hard as I can even when I'm dead exhausted. I'm like, one of these days you're going to see me just like pass out in the corners. <laughs> ah! <laughs> but I understand, I understand. Just just as long as you don't have a seizure doing it. Yeah, I don't, I don't hopefully knock on wood, I'm done with that. 
Um, Guzzlebird, what about you? Oh, boy, do I got something for you. Oh, boy. You know what makes me mad? Um, when people hunt your cousins. Well, yeah, fuck that guy, and you know who we're talking about. <laughs> what else makes you mad? You know what makes me mad is when some dumbass decides that for a Rick stunt, he's going to eat a fucking world's hottest gummy bear, and then I only get one segment on the fucking show. I don't get to do my tweets. I don't get to talk to Al Snow. I don't get to tell any jokes. I don't get to guess on the Urban Dictionary definition of the week. It's bullshit. So Rick Spade, you can bite me. Fuck you. Wow. We got like, um, we got a fight going on here. Woo. You're an asshole. Well, that is a bite me. We got our anger out and now we got the plane. It's Rick's segment. It's, it's still going, you know. It's a long plane. Eh, you can hear it from the distance. Pretty cool. All right. So, for Rick's segment, let's keep it a little brief. All right. Let's talk about your workout. My workout? Workout in general. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, something that I've learned as to how to properly um, manipulate your muscles so you can get that muscle gain that you want. Now, originally, I thought doing sets was the best way to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And, to a way, and to a degree, it is. But I found out the best way to actually train your muscles is to do something until you have muscle failure. So you're saying do it until your muscles are shaking and can't lift anymore sort of thing? Yeah, pretty much until they give out. So, like, if you're doing... Like barbell curls, just keep doing it until your arms give out and you can't fucking do it anymore. That's going to actually build the muscle memory in your body. It's going to actually train your muscles to gain more mass. Really? Yeah. I was learning this from the uh, one guy that I watch on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And he was actually, he had a whole diagram that showed, you know, basically this is how you do this. It's not about the weight even. Because you could sit there and do an easy weight, but, it, you know, the more reps you get, the more that you can get that muscle failure, the quicker you're going to gain that. Because I thought, like, the heavier weights, you'd have muscle failure faster, and that's for really building muscle and doing more reps, which takes longer, is leans like, you still gain muscle, but it leans you out more. Right. So see, depending on what you're going for. Right, but see, as long as you're going until failure, regardless, you're going to build that muscle memory. Because, like, you might do three sets of you know, 30 pounds, mm-hmm. you know, now that might give you a gain to where you can, you know, see your muscles, see your veins. Like I do that all the time, but that's not going to get you the long-term gain that you're going to want. You're going to want to try to try to go to failure, you know, and you don't have to do it with everything. You can do sets on some stuff, but like the major things that you really like to do, I do till failure because that's really what's going to get your muscles going. And then the next time that you go, your body will be more trained, and then you can step it up. You can step it down. You don't have to try to, you know, overdo it and max out your weight. Find a good level weight, do it until failure, okay. and, you'll, and you'll get more gain out of it. And is failure considered when you can no longer do it in proper form or can't do it at all? Pretty much can't do it at all. Okay. 
I don't know if form came into that too. Like if you can kind of do it, but you're way out of form, if you're like, all right, this is failure, or if you'll still try to get that last one in or something. Because there's been, because like, you know, there's times where you're doing like a set of 10 with somebody and you have mm-hmm. to have that spotter like help you up on that last little bit. Like that's understandable. But I mean, if you're completely like failing, like mm-hmm. where you can't lift it up, that's when you're actually getting the good gain. So do you have people in there that spot for you or do you do free weights or machine weights? Um, a lot of the stuff I do is the Smith machines just okay. because it's got the weight already on it. Yep. Um, I do do like the dumbbells and um, I do, um, they've got like a bicep curl bar that, you know, like the long bar. Yep. And I usually do like um, 50 or 60 pounds and then I'll do um, what they call um, 21s. But I usually do like the seven up, seven down, and then seven the full way I go until I can't do it anymore. Okay. So. That gets a lot of the definition in your arms and, get, you know, gets the veins popping and gets the blood flowing. That's when you really know that you're getting that good workout is when you got the blood flowing in your veins and stuff. So. And then when you're done, you take, like, a protein <clears throat> shake or anything? Uh, protein shake, water, Gatorade, you know, something okay. that's going to hydrate you, obviously something that's going to build muscle mass. Like, I use a, a protein powder. Yep, with, I have with, with protein water. powder, too. I usually either drink after my morning exercise or on the way home after boxing, depending on what my meal plans are because the shake replaces the whole meal. <laughs> and it really depends on the type of um, ones you got because there's some for pre-workout, there's some for post-workout, yep. there's some for muscle gain, there's some for, like, um, just energy. Yep. So you really got to find the one that's right for what you're doing. So Mine's a custom blend of protein powder, and then I also put um, greens in there and some um, beet powder, which helps because my, my blood pressure is a little... Well, actually, my blood pressure is really coming down as I lose weight and stuff, so that's helped actually a lot. But um, cool. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for the tips. That's some good stuff. And now it's time for... <coughs> tweets of the Week. Yay. Oh, Texas, these dad jokes are for you. I know how much you love them. So, Texas, I hope you listen to this. I taught my pet wolf how to meditate. Now he's aware, wolf. <laughs> he's aware. Hey, why can't a nose be 12 inches? Then it would be a foot. <laughs> Get it? Oh, boy. <laughs> I like this one. I asked my dad why I decided to buy a boat. He said there was a sale. <laughs> Uh, that one's really good, too. <laughs> what do you call a knife that cuts four loaves of Irish bread at once? A four-loaf cleaver. Ah, these are St. Patty's Day ones. Why do people wear shamrocks on St. Patrick's Day? Regular rocks are too heavy. So they wear rocks that are a sham. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Why is it a bad idea to iron a four-leaf clover? Because you shouldn't press your luck. These are so great. What's the, <laughs> what's the highest rank in the popcorn army? Colonel. Uh, <laughs> my wife is thinking of leaving me because of my obsession with poker, but I think she's bluffing. Come on, you must appreciate that one a little bit, being a poker guy. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> What would you call a walking mosquito? An itch hiker. 
Uh, let's see here. Any? Oh, did you hear about the mermaid who liked math? She wore an algae bra. <laughs> I'm going to hang myself before we even get to Pittsburgh. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. One more. Maybe. What does the clam do on his birthday? He celebrates. <laughs> oh, wait. What's this one? Okay. One last one. I asked my wife to rate my listening skills, and she said, you're an eight on a scale of ten. I still don't get why she wanted me to urinate on a skeleton. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's look at a classic Donald Trump tweet. This one was from September 23rd, 2017, where he said, Just heard Foreign Minister of North Korea speak at UN. If he echoes thoughts of Little Rocket Man, they won't be around much longer. Oh, yeah, he used to be, before he became friends with North Korea, he used to threaten him. I remember that. He called him Rocket Man. But then they, you know, met and stuff, and he's like, I guess Rocket Man really isn't as bad as I thought. Let's have peace. Peace be with you, Rocket Man. Just keep your little rockets here. <laughs> and then Joe Biden's trying to figure it out now, like, what, 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 what? In the butt. <laughs> I'm going to pop some tags. Only got $20 in my pocket. And then Arnold hasn't said too much. He did thank someone the other day. He said, Thank you for putting a spotlight on the everyday heroes reforming the system to give power back to the people. He likes to uh, congratulate and thank people. And I like that. Good job, Arnold. You need a good job thanking people. And those are my... (laughs) Tweets of the week. Bum 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 guzzle bird guzzle bird what is the word first let's start with Al Snow Alright I love Al Snow he's so great First he said what are all these broken condoms doing on the couch? And his wife replied, you really need to stop calling the kids that. <laughs> and then he said, I remember when water was free and you paid for porn. Oh, now it's the opposite. Pornhub, you porn, it's all free. And you buy bottled water. Ah, it's Ridiculous. So that's all he's got. Now let's go to the Jurassic Park tweets. Hmm. Good old Jurassic Park. It's frightening in the dark. All the dinosaurs are running wild. All right, you ready? Yep. Uh, let's see here. Our accounting department died in a riverboat. Before that, they wrote, can someone help us with our taxes? Can you write off lawyer fees? (laughs) That makes sense now. Honestly, I have no idea why we have a water park component. Why would they have a water park? It's Jurassic Park. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I guess they have, like, the water dinosaur in Jurassic World. Yo. 
Could you imagine if Borat was a dinosaur? That shit would be fucked up. But now, imagine this. World peace. <laughs> okay, a couple more. They got some good ones this week. Are dinosaurs like rim jobs from humans? <laughs> what? Why would they want new rims for? They don't even have tires. <laughs> you know, if a human gave a dinosaur a rim job, it would actually probably be a 30-inch rim down there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Someone left a pair of baby shoes. They can be retrieved in the lost and found in the front office. They seem like they were never worn. World's saddest tweet. Our dinosaurs just ate a bunch of medications that were in the lost and found. That's the freaking weekend, baby. <laughs> oh, I miss being on the show. All right, I got three more. I'm so sick of cleaning this shit up, man. I don't know if they mean the actual shit, if they mean blood. I don't know if they mean human carcasses. That might be it. They also wrote, it bugs me when dinosaurs eat someone. That makes more sense. See, it might be the blood. And finally, none of our dinos will be taking the vaccine. <laughs> oh, well, that makes sense because they probably, uh, I don't think animals are affected by it. I don't know if they get COVID. They could run amok. Jurassic World 4. <laughs> there we go. COVID outbreak. And those are the tweets of the week. And now. Ba 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 ba. Ba 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 ba. It's the Urban Dictionary Definition of the Week. Take it away, Rick Spade. That works out good, actually. <laughs> oh, Urban Dictionary. Jay Hizzle. Hey, Hizzle. Can you tell me what a salmon slap is? Oh, yeah, this happens in the ports all the time. Oh, man, it's stinky, let me tell you that. Whew. <laughs> all right, but, you know, sometimes, like, you know, fishermen, sailmen or whatever, you know, they have a bunch of fish, salmon on their boat and whatnot, and they're sometimes they walk around. I don't know why they walk around with salmon, but... So they're talking to their friends, la, 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 and someone just says something stupid, right? Probably me, <laughs> let's be honest. And then the fisher guy takes the salmon, and he just, bam, slaps the guy right in the face with it. That's, that's what happens. That's like his way of saying that was stupid. Uh, and they, the, the salmon smells like fish, obviously, a little stinky. So basically a fish to the face. Your fucking definition was stupid. <laughs> well, you say it's wrong? Duh. All right. Salmon slap. When two lesbians rub and slap their vaginas all over one another. Wow. Susie sure salmon slapped Jean last night. Salmon slap. Ah, okay. We only got one this week. 
No, that that that's okay. <laughs> wow. Craziness. Well, it is um getting time for our closing words. And um I don't even know which one of us is closing the show. Is it me? Well, you opened the show, so I guess I'm closing. Oh, you're going to close the show. All right. <laughs> I don't remember how everything goes anymore. But, you know, this is pretty impressive. But there's two of us here, and we still entertain everyone for almost two hours. Holy shit. That's right. Ah, Well, let's, let's leave with some good positive quotes or just interesting quotes. The same boiling water that softens the potato hardens the egg. It's what you're made of, not the circumstances. Wow, that's actually kind of cool. I like that one. If we have the attitude that it's going to be a great day, it usually is. That's true. Attitude's everything. I I, I was believing that. Oh. Uh, you can either experience the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. The choice is yours. Oh, that one sounds kind of painful either way. Huh. Impossible is just an opinion. I like that one. Uh, and then let's see here. Magic is believing in yourself. If you can make that happen, you can make anything happen. Ah, and don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. Ah, that's a, I really like that one, too. Because sometimes you're like, I have it good right now, but, man, if there's something you really want, you just got to go for it. You know, because you don't want to live thinking, man, I could have done this great thing, but I didn't because I was too afraid. So don't be afraid to give up the good for the great. All right, that's that's my words of wisdom, some quotes that I like, some quotable quotes good that's good i only got two this week my first one out grind out hustle out work everyone yeah that's a good one if you sit there and you do the work and you try to outwork everyone you go places Yep. you just got to believe in yourself you got to make things happen and finally we must let go of the life we had planned so as to better accept the one that is waiting for us, Joseph Campbell. I like it. So, with that being said, thank you for joining us here at the Pod Damn Idiots Podcast. You can find us at our Facebook page at the Pod Damn Idiots Podcast, or our YouTube page at the Pod Damn Idiots Podcast. Check out our videos; they're great. There's going to be even some clips. As a matter of fact, uh, later this week, I plan on posting the clip of me eating the world's hottest gummy bear. Yeah, you should see that. Even if you don't watch the show, just watch that. Yeah, check it out. It was great. Nine million Scoville. Also, check out the actual podcast at the Pod Damn Idiots Podcast. You can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, Apple. Uh, I believe we're also on uh, some other ones like Pandora, Spotify, and others. Check us out. Try and find us. And uh, leave a five-star review. And then maybe you want to talk to us. You can talk to us on the Twitter at PodDamnRickSpade, PodDamnTexas, or PodDamnIdiotsP1. Or you can email Jay Hizzle at PodDamnIdiotsPodcast at Outlook.com. And please, tell your friends, your family, your loved ones, the person giving you a bloodshot. Thanks. Your cashier, your gas station attendant, the hooker on the corner. Your doctor, the person giving you a COVID shot, your pharmacist, your coworkers, and anyone else that you can think of to please check out the Pod Damn Idiots podcast. Good night, everybody. <laughs>